Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about how to stay connected with your vision, even when it appears nothing is happening. I'm not talking about if you're starting your business, although a lot of people who are listening will benefit from what I have to say. I'm talking to those who are dreaming big, but haven't seen anything manifest. If that's you, then stay tuned after this short break. We'll break down some ways that you can stay grounded, present, and focused in not just your business, but in your life as well. You're going to get these tips coming to you after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, as always, want to thank those of you who have been listening for the very first time or multiple episodes. Big old electronic hug to you. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. So anytime you're listening, you'll be able to feel energized and motivated and inspired to do really awesome things. And Let's be friends on social media. If you haven't done so already, please connect with me on LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, or you can find me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee, where you'll get bite-sized tips to help you elevate not just your mindset, but your money. And lastly, if you would like to learn more about how to work with me, you can find how to work with me on my website, denisegeelee.com. Click the courses tab and I've got some programs that I think are best suited no matter what stage you are in business. And with all that being said, let's dive into today's episode. This week has been a really interesting week for me. I'm recording this on a Friday and I'm just kind of reflecting about all the things that have happened to me this this week. One of the reoccurring themes that I have noticed and is that those moments I just felt so exhausted. I didn't really know what I was doing in some particular areas of my life. I realized that in those moments I was about to just say, I can't do this. I'm, I don't want to do this. I've been giving a lot of inspiration. I've been giving a lot of hope. And if you're in that same situation where you just feel burnt on both sides of the axle or you just feel overwhelmed and exhausted, this is going to be that episode that might really shake up your idea of what you're expecting about not just business, but any particular area of your life, your kids, your family, your colleagues, if you're working the nine to five and building your empire on the side. For those of us who are just big dreamers and we've been working tirelessly for weeks, months, years on end, and it just doesn't seem like things are happening in the way that we want. I'm going to help you to feel inspired, and maybe reevaluate what you believe success is. Because I think for a lot of us, we have these really distorted versions of what it is to make it and what it is to achieve. But in reality, all it is is more or less masking and covering our deep fears and insecurities from past unresolved issues. I know I just said a mouthful, but (laughs) there's a lot of reasons um, behind why I just said that. Because for a lot of us, in order to move forward, we have to resolve our past. Okay. 
with that all being said, let's talk about, I have about, I'm looking at my list right now. I've got about one, two, three, four, five things that are going to help you uh, stay connected with your vision. Okay. And the first way that you're going to do this is eliminate the conditions about yourself and more importantly about your business. Here's the thing. I, I think that all of us feel that there's a certain criteria that we have to have our, our business must have in order to feel validated, to feel secure. And that's really crazy because all of us are faking it till we make it. And I remember a while back ago, I was reading this very interesting post from someone on LinkedIn. And they said that, why in the world are we expecting everyone to have all these base requirements where all of us are taking chances on ourselves and taking chances with other people to achieve the goals? Why are we sitting here trying to pretend that everyone has to have it figured out in order for them to even try something that we will learn through experience. Now, look, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying that just because I want to be a doctor means that I need to show up on the operating table to remove your gallbladder (laughs) as an example, or uh, because I desire to be a lawyer, that means that I need a clerk for Justice Kavanaugh or whoever on the bench. I'm not saying that. Do not distort my words. There are certain base level skills that we need to become proficient in in order for us to excel at whatever we're doing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about for all of us, and I myself included, have done the homework, did the research, and I'm assuming you've done the research, by the way, for what you need to do in your career. But we are afraid of judgment and criticism And more importantly, being rejected because we didn't measure up to what another person said. And I know that you may have heard this expression before, but I'm going to say this because I think we all know this to be true, is that we are going to be given as many opportunities as we desire to grow. Meaning that if you don't believe that you are capable, congratulations, you have just limited yourself. Now, not to say that you may not have, you probably have been rejected as I have, as everyone else who's walking planet Earth has been. But here's the thing, rejection is just part of life. Rejection is what helps us become convicted to our goals, convicted to what we really want to do and to be, okay? And I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, you awaken a fire in your belly and says, I have the conviction to do this no matter what, no matter how many times someone said no, no matter how many times I've been looked over, glossed over, told I wasn't good enough or thin enough or pretty enough or smart enough or whatever. Think about Heck, even think about your favorite comedian or entertainer. Do you know, you know, if you've gone over so many of their stories of their before they became famous, other than the ones that grew up with families of that were connected with the industry for the, the 
vast majority of those who didn't have those connections, they were waiting tables by day and going to acting classes by night by an instructor who didn't think too much of them, okay? They were so committed, it wasn't even a matter of an F. It was a question of a when. But in the meanwhile, I'm going to perfect my trait. I'm going to perfect how I do my performances or how I fill in the blank. Now that you are in this world between worlds where you just don't know when you will come out of the other side, this is those times where you can be able to make up a lot of mistakes and not have a big look at anyone criticizing you. And I think we always forget that because we're always looking for fame and attention and attraction, but we don't look at the blessings of being in obscurity. Because trust me, when the spotlight is on you, you're not going to be able to have that time to rest and recuperate without having to give out your own press release or respond or or whatever. So enjoy this time, bask in this time where you are learning, you are not famous. Because when that moment happens, when you get a bigger spotlight, trust me, it shines bright and it can make you feel insecure. But now you don't have to put that pressure on you. You don't have to worry and stress yourself. So Focus on improving your skill set and stop having conditions on yourself as to what you need to do other than just to be the best version of yourself. I'll say this one thing and then we'll move on to the other thing. I've been going back to jogging again and I didn't even think, my goodness, I didn't even think I was going to go back to jogging if you can even believe it. But I've been enjoying that experience of going back to jogging and I looked at my speeds on my my Apple iWatch and I noticed I wasn't going as fast as I, I, I wanted to go in the past. But then I realized, who am I competing with? Am I competing with the Denise that was 28 or even 35? Or am I competing with the Denise at my present age? I think I'm going to compete with the version of myself. I don't believe that I'm going to do myself any justice by punishing myself for competing at a standard that is not applicable right now. But what I can do is focus on growing and learning and improving at this current stage with my with my fitness, with my business, with everything in life. I can just be present and enjoy the blessings of learning and growing and experiencing new things at a different stage of my life. All right, number two is, do you have an end date? This is more of a question than a statement, but, and I'll elaborate in a second. But my question, do you have an end date about when you're going to need to achieve a certain goal in your business or in your personal life? And if so, then this business or whatever goal may not be right for you. And let me explain with this. A lot of us, we think that, you may have heard this expression before, that a goal without a deadline is a dream. You may have heard of that. And to some extent, yeah, it's true. But when it comes to building a business, it's not 
necessarily these hard and fast rules where we have to have a certain amount of clients by a certain time frame. Or in our personal life, we have to have our husband want to t- or our spouse uh, invite us to do X, Y, and Z by a certain day time frame. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that there are situations where we can't control how people behave, react. There is going to be a lot of times where we need to retune, refine, go back to the drawing board, change our angle of approach. And we can't say definitively if these things don't manifest for a certain amount of time, then we need to give up. And that's what caused a lot of people to give up in their business. Because I've had, I think about this one particular client who was working at her had her business for six years. And then I asked, and I she said, I just want to give up. I've been just been doing this for six years. And then I asked her this. I said, have you been ever getting support? And she said, yeah, I had support. I had a VA more or less do everything from writing my sales pages and doing all these other marketing things. And I asked her, what were you doing and what was your vision about what this business was going to do. And she just looked at me blankly. How many times do we feel that we need and we can outsource everything to everyone and not take any form of personal responsibility and or have a distorted view of what success looks like because we've gone on Facebook or TikTok or uh, whatever social media and we see someone who is boasting and bragging about their multi-million dollar business that they were able to tune up in two years, right? And how come we look at those people, which are the exception, not the rule, and we think to ourselves, well, shoot, I've been doing this for X amount of years. That means that I'm not a success. Or I've been trying to improve my marriage without help for X amount of time frame, and I just want to throw in the towel. There's so many examples I can come up with, personal and professional, but oftentimes we have this distorted view of when things are supposed to arrive and we get impatient and we just want to hang up the towel because we feel that it's not happening the way and the form and the style that we want to. So that means that it's not meant for us. And I want to let you know that that's not how big dreams work. Big dreams work when we are fully committed, absent of any time t- timelines, timetables, or any expectations of us. Here's the thing. I believe the mo- people who are mostly successful are those who are fully in love with the craft and less of the the money and the externalities of the validation. I think about Robin Williams. He's he he passed away a few years ago, and I think about reading about his time when he was doing Mork and Mindy, or when he was in his comedy troops, and he was a hundred. But this is even before he did Mrs. Doubtfire or did Aladdin, and he just blew up and became a huge star and whatever. He was just committed to having that human connection and sharing through the medium of comedy. That was his love. That was 
always his love. It just so happened that he hit mainstream approval. But at the core, he just wanted to share jokes and just have a great time. Are you in love with your work, even if no one gave you a dime? Are you in love with the process of learning your craft and improving moment by moment? Or are you just looking for a paycheck? Because let me tell you something, the world is funky. You could be doing all the right things and in a moment's notice, you could be gone. All that could be gone in an instant. I, the, one of the things that comes to my mind as I think about is in the early 2000s, it was so freaking easy to get a great ROI on a Facebook ad. You could just put up any kind of crappy image of yourself and just write a quick letter and then boom, you would get people clicking and buying and it was just no big deal. Now, it feels like you're trying to extract blood out of rock out of Facebook and in addition to all the criteria uh, for submitting an ad, the space has increased. It feels like you are swimming in a sea full of other sharks and the competition is swift. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs who see other people who are successful and they don't realize that they've been at it for years on end, years on perfecting their Facebook ads, years of blowing money, years of going through these situations. And the only thing that kept them going was that their vision was larger than any setback. Are your visions larger than your setbacks? It's time for you to start blowing up what you believe is possible and less of your current reality, okay? And that starts with stopping the end dates, stopping having expectations of when things are supposed to manifest. Now, I'm on number three is, is it for you, your ego, or for them? And let me break down what I talk, what I'm talking about. And I'm going back to the example of a particular client I was working with a few years ago. And she was the example of the one that more or less had her VA run her business. And when I when we were kind of going through our initial coaching sessions and evaluating and talking about what was happening, she kind of confessed and said that the reason why I want to do this is because I believe my training in this particular type of work equips me and I just want to feel that this is a form of validation for me, more or less, that she felt that she had a sense of pride in her training that she received and she more or less wanted to feel validated for her work. Now, I want to let you know that if you are just doing this because you want to feel validated you really need to check yourself and ask yourself why you're doing this business. It doesn't matter if it's a service-based business or a product-based business. If you're only focused on you and you alone and you're not thinking about your audience or your community, it's not going to work. It's not going to go long-term because here's the thing. People are really drawn to authenticity and connections and being as Focus on the the community and less about you. I've been reading a very great book and 
I highly recommend it. It's called Believe It by Jamie Curran Lima. Gosh, she is such a beautiful woman inside and out in terms of her spirit. But anyway, one of the things that she talked about, she's the uh, founder of It Cosmetics that was sold for, a, I think, $2 billion or some astronomically high price tag to Estee Lauder. But anyway, when, when she was building her business, one of the the places I really gave her a lot of airtime and helped really expand her business when she was um, marketing her business through QVC. If you don't know QVC, it's more or less a televised version of your online shopping where they're always constantly promoting segment by segment different products and services. And they, the only day they have off is on Christmas Day. And even then they have like little uh product launch demos internally before they go in and do any live demonstrations. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that Jamie was explaining how a lot of the people who were very successful on QVC as a founder were the people who were the same that they were on screen as well as they were off screen. And that the ones that were also successful were the ones that were extremely tied to their passion about helping their community. And those who were just looking for a fast payday, they never lasted long. That didn't last long at all. So this is a time for you to really have a, a really good heart check with yourself and ask yourself, Am I really doing this for me, for my parents, for my aunt? I mean, if you have a community in your family that you want them to feel like proud of you, obviously no one's saying that's a bad thing. But if you're only doing this for anything but your community, that who you want to serve, how you want to help improve their life through your product or service, then you just need to hang it up right now because what keeps us lasting and keeps us connected to our vision long term is always focus on what does my community need? Above all, what does my community need? Okay. Number four is, do you have a clear vision of your end goal? Because here's the thing. This is not about you. As a repeat from the earlier point, this is about how you're impacting your community. What does that really look like? I need you to get a pen and paper out if you haven't done so already, and start writing down a list of, I believe that we should establish orphanages in remote villages in Africa for homeless homeless young girls. I'm just throwing out some stuff. It's just coming through my mind. You have a clear vision of what that community impact looks like with your business. I want you to start identifying what that looks like. Is it having women empowered and inspired to start their own business? Is it at-risk young boys to be able to graduate from high school at a much higher rate than the last 10 years? Whatever that is, write that down. Get connected with it. And then I also want you to ask, why is that important? And then I want you to ask yourself after that is, why is that important? Because here's the thing. I think a lot of us have these goals of what we think we should be doing and why we should be doing it, but we totally disconnect from the purpose behind it. And if you can get really honest about what that looks like and why that looks like it, 
and just keep reminding yourself that on a loop, then that's going to really help you hold strong and stay rooted into your business or your personal goal, whatever you have going on. And the last thing I've got to share with you is who is in your cheerleading squad? When I think about a cheerleading squad, I'm not necessarily talking about someone who will just grin and nod your head at every little thing that you do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people who are invested in seeing you mature and grow. I'm talking about the people who are able to remind yourself about why you're doing this and not just for the money or not just for the fame and the clout. They will be able to help anchor and root you in. So often I see, I think about LinkedIn as an example. I see so many people that I remember when I first started going on, the people that I used to kind of connect with and post alongside they're gone and they were gone within six months. And I think I understand the reason behind that. A lot of them just left because they didn't really have anyone really supporting them and mentoring them and coaching them and encouraging them and without any results and any thing popping up, it was just easy just to go. And that's sad. That really is sad. I don't believe for a second that you need to give up on yourself because you don't have a community around you. And a lot of people think to themselves, well, I have to wait for people to come to me and people will rally around me. That's not what's going to happen. A lot of people are just like you and me, like we're just preoccupied with life, with other people, with just things that are going on. And sometimes we may need to recruit people who are going to rally alongside us and our goals and help us to stay focused. It's not just going to happen by accident. Here, here's the thing. And I think you know this, but I just, I'll just say this out loud is that a lot of people are intimidated and afraid of ambitious people because it makes them feel insecure about their own lack of drive. And if we know this to be true, if we know that people are intimidated by other people who are making movements, because to stay in place and to not take risks feels safe and secure. And anyone who's actually making risk feel insecure and they might try to intimidate or discourage because of their own insecurities that they're projecting onto you. So that is more reason than other to have people around us that will help motivate us and encourage us to be bigger, to think greater. I, I have that enclosed a lot of these ideas in my course, Amazing Attitude. You can find it on denisegelee.com, uh, hit, hit courses, Amazing Attitude. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that we have to really guard our environment. And when I say environment, I'm not just talking about physical environment, our mental environment. And sometimes we're going to have to make some decisions to have people in our life and to, and the flip side, say goodbye to certain other people who are not motivating, who are not encouraging us, who are not inspiring us. Life is so freaking short. Why spend it living in and working and operating in mediocrity? We deserve so much better than that. So let me recap what we've got for five ways we can stay connected with our vision, even when it appears nothing has happened. We Number one is we need to eliminate the conditions about ourselves and our business. Stop the timeline on this needs to happen in six years or I need to have certain credentials. We need to just keep showing up. 
that's what we need to be doing. Number two is stop this end date. We need to stop making conditions on when things should happen before we give up. If we believe we need to do it, we just keep working at it. Number three is we need to check ourselves and make sure that we're doing this for our our community and not ourselves and more importantly, not our ego. Number four is to have a clear vision of what that end goal looks like in terms of how we're helping people. And lastly is number five is who is in your cheerleading squad? If you don't have a coach or a mentor, get one. They are going to be able to help you maintain that objectivity, have an accountability partner, have a mastermind, do whatever you have to do because people who are in a community, they achieve things way faster than people who try to do it solo. And if you've been hurt, if you've been rejected, if you've been disappointed, don't believe that that's the end. You can be able to find new people as long as you're committed to your own personal growth, discovery, and healing. Then trust and believe that you will find better people. And don't assume that just because one crappy experience happened means that that's the end. Okay? Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got any questions or comments or concerns, let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. And as always, love reviews. Wink, wink. That makes me know that you've been enjoying these podcasts and I can be delivering more of them to you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.